Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Thanks, Matt. We're wrapping up our blessed series. And in a minute, I'm going to speak on the subject of generosity. And as I was thinking about the last few weeks and thinking about the topic of generosity, really when we came to talk about this blessed series, I think Dan might have mentioned this in his first week. Sometimes when we talk about these things, the room seizes a bit. And as a preacher, you kind of feel people hold their breath because they feel nervous that We're going to tell you what to do with your money. And we've really attempted over the last few weeks, it's not all about money. Living a blessed life, even living a generous life is not necessarily all about what you've got in your wallet. It's so much more than that. And as I was thinking and preparing for this message, I couldn't get away from one thing. I kept coming back to it, kept coming back to it. You know, I was going to talk about how to be generous, ways you could be generous, ways that you could be generous without using finances. There's lots of different ways. But then I thought, we probably all know those kind of things. And I know this is a generous church. You know, I know of stories of, without you guys even needing to reach out to us, how you look after one another, how you take care of one another. When you know somebody's in need, you guys are the first ones to send flowers, to send meals, to reach out to send finances, to send a text message. You know, sometimes it's lovely just to even receive a text message from someone who's thinking about you, who's upholding you and praying for you. And those things are important. But as I kept thinking about it more and more, as I kept looking up scriptures, the thing that I've discovered with living a blessed life, with being a generous person, it all comes down to an issue of the heart. You can't be a generous person without having your heart first and foremost, right with the Lord. Because He is generous and He is perfect and He is the great one who blesses us. And as I was thinking about the series gone, about being a good steward, about giving, I was even thinking about the principle of tithing and how that can be such a controversial issue within the church. Is it Old Testament? Is it right for this New Testament where we're under grace? Do we throw out the law and do we just have the grace? All these kind of things. And for me, in my own personal journey, what it's boiled down to is my heart. You know, you can't serve two masters. You can only serve one. And for me, for our family, we've decided that God will be our master, that we will not hold tightly to the money that God has given us. And if at the end of time, I get to heaven and he says, you didn't need to tithe after all. I actually would not have lost a single thing. I wouldn't have because his promise is still true. And for me with blessing, with generosity, it all comes down to what is in my heart. It's not about what's in my hands. That's secondary. It's first and foremost about what is in my heart. How have I positioned my heart to receive blessing, to give blessing and today to be a generous person? Because in and of myself, I want to be like the world. I wanna be fleshly. I want to secure it all for me and mine. And there's a part of that which 
isn't wrong. You should be able to provide for your own family. You should be able to be a good steward of your finances. You should be able to leave an inheritance for your children. All of those things are biblical and correct. But when you feel that prompt in your heart to give, what is the reaction of your heart? And there's been times where, you know, we've thought, oh, we should really give to that offering or a random, you know, thing, oh, so-and-so is not in a good place. Dan might come home and tell me a story about someone in the church and he might say, oh, I think we should give some money. And I want to check my heart. What is the first triggered response? Is it, oh, I don't want to give that much. Or when he comes home and says, hey, we're doing an offering about this. I want you to think about how much we should give. Then it's like a test. Who has really heard from the Lord? One person saying a thousand, another person saying five. So who's really heard from the Lord? And is it really the issue? I only want to give a thousand. Because he might say, I will take it from the holiday fund. So I go, oh, I'm only giving a thousand for sure. I'm not giving 5,000 from the holiday fund. But as I pursue God, You know, the Bible says, don't forget, each man should give what he has decided in his heart. So it's the heart that is deciding. So when we come to the issue of being generous, I want us to look today at how we can position our hearts to be generous people. To not just go, oh, I've got $9.45 left from my wages this week. Gonna get the kids a Happy Meal, which haven't the prices of McDonald's gone up? I was like, my goodness, I didn't know it was going to cost me $10 for this heart attack in this little box. But anyway, never mind. So I've got $9.45, going to buy the kids a Happy Meal, which is close to $9.45. Oh, I've got $2.50 left. I might be able to give something from that. I don't want us necessarily to look at what's in our hand today, but what's within our hearts. And we first look at our God, who is a generous God, If you've ever been out into nature, one of our most favourite holidays that Dan and I have been on and to with all the places that we've been is to the Northern Territory. And if you've ever been there and you've looked at the vastness of God's creation, you've seen the waterfalls, you've seen Uluru, you've seen how majestic the place is, you look and you observe the generosity of God, that God would allow us to walk in such a beautiful place in our country. You know, when you look at the cross, you see the generosity of God. You see a God who loved you so completely and generously, who even in your own mess knew you needed a solution and that He was so generous that He gave us His one and only Son to die on the cross. You know, 1 John 3, 1 says, Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvellous love that He has lavished on us. He has called us and made us His very own beloved children. You know, He didn't just sprinkle His love on us, little dab here, little dab there. The Bible says He lavished it upon us. He generously gave of Himself and of His love. You know, God is the source of every blessing. Every good and perfect gift comes from Him. So even today when we're talking about generosity, I'm not talking about the supply that you've got necessarily. I'm talking about the supply that God has given you. It's all come from Him anyway. So who are we to hoard it all away and to not be obedient to give some back? You know, when we choose to live a generous Christian life, we are deciding to become more like God and to emulate His character. 
And that is the call of the Christian life, to continually be transformed from strength to strength, from glory to glory, to be more and more like Him. So when we look at God and we look at ourselves, we should be seeing an effort within ourselves to be more like Him in every single way. But today in this area of generosity, when we look at Him and when we look at His Word, remember it's a mirror. We should be seeing a reflection of what He is like. You know, it shows our desire to be transformed, to be more like Him and less like the world. In Romans 12 too, it says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly, let your heart be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. And that's my prayer for each of us today, that our hearts would be transformed, that our minds would think less and less like the world, where I'm just looking after, and there are generous people, not all people you know, who are not Christians are not generous. That's definitely not the case. I know lots of um, people who are not Christians who are more generous than people who are Christians, which are a little bit sad. Um, But our goal should be to be transformed, to be less like the world, to be less tight-fisted with what is God's anyway and what He has given us. So generosity is less about what is in your wallet and more about what's in your heart. So I want to talk about three things this morning that our hearts should be like as we pursue to be a generous Christian. And the first thing is generous hearts are surrendered hearts. In Proverbs 23, 26, it says, My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. Give me your heart. I don't want to be the owner of my heart. Because what does the Bible say is the most deceitful thing above all things? The heart. So I don't want to be in control of my heart because I know it's going to deceive me. I know it's going to let me down. I know it's going to, it's so easily led this way and that, the heart. So I want to give Him my heart. Not just that first day that I got saved when I surrendered my soul, when I surrendered my life, when I laid my sin at the foot of the cross and said, Lord, transform me. That was only the start. It's an everyday surrendering of the heart, of us giving our hearts back to Him. When our hearts are leading us this way and that way and every other way, we continually come back to Him, Lord, here is my heart. And in the area of generosity, we keep coming back, Lord, my nature is to be stingy. My nature is to withhold. My nature is to keep for myself. But God, I give you my heart again and I ask that it would be transformed, that you would allow it to be renewed. And it says there, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not a work that we can achieve on our own. It's a work of the cross. It is not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. You know, a heart that is given to God trusts God. When you know God, and this is the journey that I've really, you know, been on for my own self for a long time with the issue of tithing and giving, and that has settled within my own heart now, is that because I have given Him my heart, I have come to know God. I've come to learn His ways. And I've come to learn that I can trust Him with every area of my life, including my finances. 
And remember, generosity is not just about giving of your money. It's time, it's energy, it's other possessions. It's, you know, all these things that are with us. But I know as I'm generous that God will not fail me, that He will not let me down. But I've only come to know this because I've continually given Him my heart. You know, your heart, like I said before, is easily led astray. Your heart goes in the direction of your treasure. In Matthew 6, 21, this is the Passion Version, I love it. It says, For your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. So what the most important thing in your life is, that is the direction that your heart is going. Is it sport? That's where your heart's going. Is it gaming? That's where your heart's going. Is it God? That's where your heart's going. So whatever you esteem as the most important thing in your life, that is the direction that your heart will take. And I want my heart to pursue God. I want my heart to pursue Him, His Word and His goodness because I know and I've learnt that that is the best path and the best direction for me. That is where my best life is lived, trusting in Him and following Him. So today, let your heart pursue Him. Surrender your heart again to Him. Surrender your heart to His ways, to His will, to the things of God. Surrender again and out of that surrender will flow generosity. The second thing this morning is generous hearts are worshipping hearts. In Psalm 9.1 it says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. You know, we forget not His benefits. Dan talked about that last week. God has been so good to you and I. He has been so faithful. He has been so wonderful. Allow your heart to be a worshipping heart. Worshipping hearts are generous hearts because they've seen how good God has been to them. Because they've seen how blessed they are because of God. They've seen the generosity of God flow through their lives. And they have come to a place where they worship Him with their whole heart. In 2 Corinthians 9, 10, To 13, it says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And this is what Dan spoke about last week. And how good is God? He is the supplier of the seed. You know, oftentimes we think, oh, I don't have very much. But if we allow God to supply it, He will supply it time and time again and He will bring increase and multiplication. Verse 11 says, You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry, so generosity and service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgiving to God. That is what generosity is for. That is what the worshipping heart is for, to be generous first, firstly, or secondly, really, That's the first thing that you do. You supply the needs of the saints. But the whole reason you do that is to bring thanksgiving to God. And generous people, you know, the gift gives way for the giver. Generous people open up the hearts of other people to thank God, to worship Him. This morning, I wanna encourage you to be generous with your worship of God. 
You know, generosity is not just for each other, but God shows us generosity and in return, we can show Him generosity with our worship, with our praise, with our adoration. When we come to church, it's not like, oh, don't really like this song. Not on my top 10 worship songs, this one. So I'll probably just kick back a bit, just a small hand raise this morning for the Lord because I don't love this song. But when you come to the house of God, when you get in your car, whenever you spend time worshipping Him, be a generous worshipper because God deserves it. He deserves so much more than we could ever give Him in this state of our humanity. But what you have, be generous with it. Be generous with Him because He deserves our praise and our honour. And out of that again, out of that worshipping heart, there's that issue of trust again. Lord, I just, I love you. And I thank you that even as you've called me to be a generous person, I know you're going to look after me. Even as the interest rates rise, even as the price of grocery rise, even though the petrol levy has ended, all of those things, which can be stressful, but I trust you because I know you, that you hold me and that you care for me. And my affection is not set on my finance, or my circumstance, but my affection is set upon you. And the amazing work that you began in me, I believe you will bring it to completion. Oh, sorry, I've got four points this morning. If you were hoping that the next one was the last one because you've got lunch on after this, sorry, I've got four points today. Forgot about that one. The next one, generous hearts are open hearts. They're not closed, they're not shut off to hearing from God about how they can be generous to other people. Generous hearts are open, they're responsive. What I've learnt, I'm sharing lots of things I've learnt today, but something that we, I feel like we've said a lot in the last month about the Christian life is that the Christian life is so intentional. You actually have to be intentional about every aspect of your faith in the reading of your Word, in praying, in faith in turning up to church on a Sunday. There's a lots, lots, lots of intentionality and generosity is the same. We need to be open and intentional about how we're going to be generous. Lord, who do you want me to encourage today? Who do you want me to bless today? And how can I do that? What resource do I have within me? Is it a cup of tea? Do I have a kettle and a tea bag and a splash of milk and some sugar and a biscuit? for somebody who needs just an invitation to my house this week. Is that what's in my hand? If that's what's in your hand, then you run with it. But a generous heart must be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Who today, Holy Spirit? Who this week? Who can I bless? Who can I go out of my way for? Because that's generosity. If you've got $9 million in your bank account, you are not tithing. first and foremost. Um, But if you've got $9 million in your bank account and you see that mum trying to buy the Happy Meal at Macca's and she didn't realise the price had gone up and she's counting all of her coins and you go, oh, don't worry about it, My, my shout, and you quickly run over and tap your card, that's lovely, but it's not overly generous if you've given $5 but you've got $9 million in your bank account, is it? Generosity is actually about the act of going above and beyond. Generosity is about being stretched, but generosity is never about being broken. It's, we talked about last week, 
Stay within your means in every aspect of your life. Be stretched, but don't be broken. So say, what do I have? What can I do? You might say, oh, I really didn't have a lot of time this week, but I decided on my way home from work, I'd pick up a bunch of flowers and drop them to so-and-so at her door. That's actually, if you're really stretched for time, you've got Karate Monday, Swimming Tuesday, AFL Wednesday, Piano Lessons Thursday, Taco Night Friday with the footy on, you know, all these things. It's about finding ways to stretch yourself and to be intentional about it. In 1 John 3, 16 to 18, it says, By this we know love, that He laid down His, his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. So when you see a need, do not close your heart if it's within your power to do something about it. For God's love is shown in deed and truth. And the last thing this morning, generous hearts prepare for eternity. Generous hearts realise that this earth and the treasures here on this earth are only temporal that when we go and when the whole thing is wrapped up and we enter eternity, that all of it will be gone. You can't take the treasures, you can't take the possessions, you can't take the money. And hopefully we have a desire within our hearts that when our time goes, our children will be able to enjoy the fruits of our hard work. But even when their time is done and their children's and whenever the Lord deems fit for His return, when the whole thing is gone, we will look back upon our time here and, and say, it was better that I prepared for eternity. It was better that I stored up treasure there than treasure here. In 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19, it says, command those who are rich in this present world. And you might say this morning, oh, I'm not very rich. And that's okay. Compared to Australian standards, you might, that might be the case. But we have more richness physical are tangible and within us, because we belong to Christ, then we probably realise. So we can command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to, be, to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so they may take hold of the life that is truly life. I think when we get to heaven, we will realise we weren't living true life. We were living a life and it was wonderful and God desires, you know, He is a God of abundance. You know, He describes the enemy as the thief that comes to steal, kill and destroy. But He has come that we would have life and have it in its fullest. He wants us to live a rich and satisfying life. And by rich, I don't just mean money. Rich in spirit, rich in love, rich in forgiveness. You know, how good has God been to us? But we will realise that lots of it was, was okay. But hopefully we will realise that the treasure we laid up in heaven was a far more worth than anything we could have done here. 
We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Thank you.